0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: The following podcast
2: is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
3: You can smell the chestnuts. You will be smelling your chestnuts if we'll get blowback on this gas orb. and shame a treat thief <laughs> <laughs> I just
4: I, I love Halloween I love watching how every media aspect does Halloween because some people go full flung some people hint at it some people don't do it at all Julia Hartley Brewer's breakfast show was really scary <laughs>
2: she didn't mention Halloween <laughs> just Brexit yeah. <laughs> and the bloke from Waitrose magazine yeah. <laughs> so the the Treat Thief classic one show it, you know that desperate you, know, you can hear the meeting okay you know that we do sometimes that we at the beginning of the show give the email address people can send photos of them doing what today in and someone's gone it's uh, dressed up in Halloween costumes no too obvious too obvious that yeah. is what about cute kids dressed as no no no, no, no. Done it. Too, we did it last that, year that, that's too viral children on fire because of their flammable dresses no <laughs> no you can't you can't do that no um, so Oh, we did that last year. What
3: about what about um, um, elderly people who have got like, you know, mad sort of possession things and they're sicking up and they're yeah. doing themselves, no, 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 take it down. Right. Why don't we do a thing that we don't really explain, but we just say, yeah. send us your photos of treat thieves, <laughs> as if treat, as if treat thieves it's is a, a phrase.
5: Thing, well, you're here yeah, now, yeah. which is most important thing. It's good to see you guys. Good now, you. if your house is in the Halloween spirit and you've stocked up on sweets for the neighbourhood children, but they're a treat thief quietly uh, helping themselves. The you, one you know, the ones, signed. the worst. Mm-hmm. We want you to name and shame them. Send us photo evidence to the usual address and we'll show them later.
4: No. When they said that, I was just like, that went down to the wire. That was made, that decision was made one minute before. <laughs>
2: du, 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 du. <laughs> treat thieves. Name and shame the treat thieves. But... Let's cut to the end of the programme. Yep. Because they did. Well, they There had, were treat thieves. They had a lot of photographs.
3: Yeah. I, I've actually marked it as to whether or not I think it fit the brief of a treat thief. Yeah. So the first one was a man with a lollipop. Yeah. I think that's a half because it didn't look very Halloweeny. So I'm giving that half. Yep. The second one was a dog with a witch's hat behind it. There was no treat thieving. <laughs> Zero. He might have nicked the hat. A child <laughs> eating some sweets. It didn't seem what like a, a, thieving a treat prick. thief. <laughs> I'm giving that a zero. Yeah. The second one was a baby eating some sweets. I'm giving that a zero. Yeah. There was a real one of a man with a bowl full of Halloween candy. That's a one. Yeah. I'll give that. And the last one was a baby not eating sweets, but sitting on a doorstep next to a pumpkin. That did not fit the brief. Yeah, that you,
4: baby looked like it was giving birth to a pumpkin as
3: you, well.
2: You have, speaking of which, you have missed out the callback picture so the, one of those pictures oh, I know what you're was a about. woman with her pregnant belly all out that was out the first one yes painted with a pumpkin with a pumpkin holding some treats she didn't like she'd stolen them but the reason they did that but they didn't reference it was because on Monday, Monday show yeah the whole, two I watched a she... whole film Mark was about no, a no, woman
4: no it wasn't a whole film this was the best a thing about it oh sequence in the film no, yeah yeah because yeah, 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 the oh, best yeah. thing the film was about baby showers that's right. And then they just inexplicably included a tiny little film within that film about pregnant belly painting.
6: But it's not just baby showers that celebrate a pregnancy. Joanna Delilah is a makeup artist who's using her skills in a very different way a sort of face painting with a difference. For 10 years, she's been painting designs on baby bumps. I'd never really heard
7: of it at all, but I was on a theatrical makeup course. And body painting was one of the units and I happened to know someone who was pregnant, so I thought I'd give it a try. And I just loved
6: it. And today she's with Megan, who's thirty-seven weeks pregnant. Like oh, fa- no.
4: like because obviously plenty. there were two films separate and they went there's not enough in this pregnant belly one. Can you do a more generic
3: baby this is one? just so, the, so this woman you have to watch every episode to really understand the story of the One Show. Yeah, yeah. If you miss a key there's, episode, I have a
2: feeling there's a narrative arc that we've just come in the middle of that ran from when Christine Bleakley and Adrian Charles started. That were, it's like Lost. They don't know where it's going to end, but they've written the One Show really in advance now. It'll be so good. Things are all coming JJ Abrams is behind drama.
3: This. It will be, and we'll all go. Do you know what? I wish I watched it from the start now it's so clever what they did that last episode where Charles comes back and he shoots Alex Jones (laughs) it all makes sense it all makes sense there's all these key moments where you go god they were telling us
2: they were telling us there was a reason Hardeep Sinkoli was sacked and it's part of the narrative structure
4: (laughs) (laughs) Jason Manford arm in arm with that girl he was messaging on Twitter so he had to go Chris Evans only did it on a Friday because he's an exec producer of
3: the massive CBS series there it is God. said it's a box set <laughs> it's the most ambitious drama in television history you think
2: Inside Number 9 Live was clever no this has been messing with the form Alex, Alex
3: Jones is one of the greatest Shakespearean actors of all time they plucked her from obscurity it's like when Stanley Kubrick wanted to do AI with a child who would grow up through the thing that's what they're doing with Alex Jones my hat is off to them if it turns out it's just a BBC magazine show then it's shit <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they did, the callback, you see, was all to do with a woman painting pregnant women's bellies with face paint mm. uh, because the pregnant women. Because um,
4: the pregnant women have fuck all better to do because they can't drink.
2: They were keen, keen to suggest that it was high quality, non toxic paint, which is safe for baby. But also, they, they, she said, why, why do you want this done? And she said, well, it's something I can show her when she's older. So, what made you choose this for your designer, Mangum? Like, um,
6: because she's
3: gonna be a summer baby. Yeah. For me it's an experience and then it's something that I can show her when she's older.
2: So she's gonna come out and, and then like when she's fifteen, the floppy stomach right that the baby was in. <laughs> right? It's not a <laughs> tattoo, John. What she said what why if she wants to show her when she's older, why doesn't she get a tattoo? No. That's going to smear. Over the years, that face paint is going to smear, smear this off. this week is that John Holmes has never heard of
4: cameras.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> to be fair, they did take a photograph. No,
6: no, no. <laughs> that's the thing.
4: They said, and it was this lady uh, who's... She made it out as if it's her career. He went, oh, yeah, I'm an artist. And uh, one day I painted, I got into body art and then a pregnant friend of mine. And then from then it just took off. She went, so I do this service. I paint, you know, I paint it specifically to the baby. She went, and uh, afterward we have a photo done. I was like, oh, wow, get the photo studio out, you know, you know. Weirdly, I imagine the big umbrella with the light in it. Uh-huh. Obviously, she's got an iPhone out and just went, see, is that all right? <laughs> I was just like, I just want a fucking refund.
6: Once completed, Joanna takes a photo, which Megan will be able to keep and share with her baby. Ready to say your masterpiece? Oh, wow. That's incredible. Uh-
2: in the film, they also had a baby shower where women pretended to be pregnant, like the woman that was pregnant, by sellotaping balloons and newspaper to their own stomachs oh, so they could model maternity wear. But it was balloons. And- it seems like dystopian sci-fi. <laughs> it was so weird. Oh. And this is before we get to the Louis through stalky partridge style shrine thing that was going on
4: I didn't see the through the best thing about Louis Ferrou on the one show is this is a man who has gone into the extremes of nature sitting next to some two-bit journalist who's gone to Redditch to (gasps) find out about families who are using triple bunk
0: beds
8: (laughs) ha (laughs) <laughs> yeah, There was a great
2: bit of Louis through where they said you know, Louis through does some quite dark things. He said, "I'm interested in dark things mm. for my films." He said, and, "And and that's what I want to do." And you could, and there was a sense, you know, that occasional. Oh, is this suitable for seven o'clock? And it's live. What we're we going to do nuss about it? And he said, uh, they, "Well, they brought it up." They said, "You've got this whole thing on polygamy." So he said, "That's right." You know, I've been to stay with these couple and their daughter, where there's another man in the relationship, and it's all, you know, it's it's ethical. Non-monogamy, they call it, and this kind of stuff.
3: I know what I call it, (laughs) perverts.
2: Well, you're with Alex Jones, because she did not approve of this at all. Ah. She was like, oh, no, 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 no. She did not like it. The the, Mm. the film stopped, and she just... She looked shocked. (laughs) And what's your relationship with Joe, would you say? I mean, how do you describe him?
6: Um, Overall, he's my friend. Mm -hmm. He's family, Um, which is family of choice
7: his friend he's not his friend I mean poor Jerry I can't say I can say poor Jerry you can say
1: if you like Uh, I would say (laughs) that uh, you know I spent quite a bit of time with uh, Jerry Heidi Joe and Gretchen and I I could never quite figure out whether Jerry was a casualty of polyamory who was having to tolerate his wife having a kind of an affair in front of him um, or whether it was sort of he was somehow liberated and, yeah. he was, you know, that was no. me projecting my own jealousy and anxiety.
7: But then there's the daughter, and, I mean, yeah. do what you like with your adult sleepovers, as mm. they call calling them, but when there's a daughter involved, I mean, to explain that to a young girl... I'm not sure. Don't when they're having
4: their so. adult sleepovers or whatever they get up to, Alex shows, and, 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 and is a Lily, virgin. So.
2: Yeah. Louis <laughs> going, and she's going, no, 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 we,
3: no. We've mentioned before she does not like people doing sexy talk. Yeah, she oh, really shuts it down, it really. Is. And
2: then it got worse because the, they showed her a, a still image of Louis through being. Fed, he said, "You've done some. Um, this are called sensually ting. What's sensually ting? It was Louis through being fed strawberries by topless women." <laughs> and and he, said, oh, he said, "Also with a
4: blindfold on. So what's the fucking point?" <laughs> Basically, I couldn't see.
1: I, I had my those blinkers on, but topless women. I can't believe my, my mother-in-law's going to be watching this and, and freaking out. <laughs> topless women came and fed me strawberries and
2: cream and, and
1: then were sort of smearing it on my
7: uh, face. To be fair, it's not bad. usual one-show content either, but there
2: you are. Yeah, this was uh, there were topless women smearing cream on my face. I mean, that was an open goal for a joke, but no-one went for. <laughs> and, then, and then she said, well, to be fair, this isn't usual one-show content, is it? No, no it's vaguely interesting. <laughs> 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 but then it got worse, Mark, because... They said, uh, who would be your dream interview? You've done, they didn't mention Savile, but they said, you know, you've done these names and you've got behind the, you know, the personas of these people. Who would your dream guest be? And he said, well, I like quite dark places. It would be R. Kelly. Oh.
7: So we get back to safer ground. Um, You've been doing this for for 20 years and we we and all the studio here love your documentaries. Who would you still like to interview? Who's kind of top three on your hit list?
1: Well, uh, if I was an absolute sort of dream list with no respect, regard to whether they'd agree, I, I think Tom Cruise would be up there. Oh, his Scientology. Got in Scientology yeah, because yeah. yeah. I think that that's a side of Scientology that we really haven't seen. And the idea of him, mm. this sort of you know world's most successful actor, and then somehow him doing some of the secret uh, procedures inside mm. Scientology. Because he's done a Scientology
7: thing yeah. already, have not yeah. he? What would
1: you ask Tom Cruise? What would I ask him? I'd ask him to move an ashtray with his mind, because I think, <laughs> I think that's in the higher echelons of Scientology. You actually do. You acquire superpowers. Do they really? Stop like, think? go on, then do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who else? Uh, well, uh, you know, I like dark subjects. I'm always intrigued by mysterious and dark subjects. I, I've always, I, I, for a long time, I've been a fan of the music of R. Kelly. You know who I'm talking R about?
7: R Kelly, And then I believe I can fly. Yes,
1: yes. Well, he's
5: a rather controversial figure.
1: And he's the a very controversial figure, and there's been
4: rumours about his private life. Right. Well, there's
1: a fantastic BBC documentary about
5: it. And there was it, one you know.
4: made. That was the best thing. So, I... You could sort of hear, you could almost... you literally couldn't hear it, you (laughs) hear into their ears where they're gone... move on. Not not, not that, It just went. that documentary happened a month ago, Ben Zand is a journalist who literally filmed that documentary and it was shown on the BBC. Yeah. It's a great documentary and the weird thing is, is Ben Zand's clearly slightly influenced by Louis Farouk Mm. and it's sort of, only slightly, but there was that sort of, I'm going to stand here and sort of witness what's going on style. So, and they both went, but, of course, that was on the BBC, and then they moved on. Well, Amal, <laughs> Amal
2: right. Rajan had to jump in because, because I don't think she knew about the R. Kelly dark stuff. Yeah. She just thinks she's the funny I believe I can fly thing. Well, if
3: she, if she didn't like the thing about adult sleepovers, yeah. she is not going to like the R. Kelly story. No.
2: So then Amal stepped in and said, well, he's a rather controversial figure. And Alex clearly didn't know that because she sort of looked at him and said, what? I believe so- I can fly. Yeah. <laughs> So they kind of got rounded a bit. And then, then, then they said, so what You know, what killer question would you ask R. Kelly? And he
7: goes, no, oh. you're making it worse. Killer yeah. question to R. Kelly. Do you believe you can fly?
1: There you go. Now <laughs> <laughs> you move an
2: astronaut. Well, there's a lot of questions you could ask R. Kelly. And she said, well, you'd have to say, do you believe you can fly? Oh, and Alex and I are as funny as each she other. She it back. Great.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, the problem is that big, horrible question that's hanging over that is not do you believe you can fly? It's, do you believe that the laws regarding... Age-appropriate intercourse <laughs> in the United States are uh, applicable to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of them. I was watching some old Louis through. They've noticed they put a load of Louis through up online. Mm. And what we all forget is that Louis through hasn't always done these big weighty issues. So the other night I watched Louis through doing a demolition derby for an hour. <laughs> and the second one he went to do panto with Keith Harris and
2: Orville. <laughs> an Even because he didn't want to fly. <laughs> He wished he could fly. I believe I wish I, I could fly. fly. And Orville fucking those kids that time was awful.
3: <laughs> I hate these laws.
2: <laughs> that's Cuddles. He <laughs> was called Cuddles because he would. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. all Cuddles
3: did. Although Keith Harris is, 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 is unfortunately he passed away. I noticed so when they say what we
4: like, well, we can. <laughs> he I- fisted birds up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Keith You fist birds Up the arse What do you care About these rumours
3: <laughs> the, Who was that Supposed to be uh, Fuck off <laughs> it's, it's really Orville sounds Nothing like that It's really worth Watching Leroux!
2: this <laughs> It's only more like
3: <laughs> Uh For our younger listeners Larue was a Synth pop act <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> the, the best <laughs> Danny <Leroux>! Larue! <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs>
3: for our younger viewers <laughs> The best thing about the Keith Harris documentary is that Louis Theroux, I think, cottoned on quite early that Keith Harris was just a a jobbing performer. And he'd spend his whole time when he was sort of in panto with him, just going, do you really miss your family? And Keith Harris would go, yeah, I do a bit. I really do. And he'd go, are you going to (laughs) cry? It was terrible. It was so so weird.
2: You brought up the triple bunk beds, which, again, was a one-show film of such... Hopeless desperation for a subject to make it's a film It was budget
4: about. day, wasn't it? It was budget oh, day. That they, was a problem. They, and they started the show. Anything to do with anything with money.
5: Now, of all the stats about the housing crisis, one really caught our eye. Yes,
7: yeah, some makers of triple bunk beds say sales are going through the roof, and here's why.
6: Morning,
0: girls! Oh, Wakey, wake <laughs> darcy! Sharing this room with my brother and little sister,
7: I really don't like it because they try and get into my bed. Darcy does. There was a lot of arguments on who wanted the top bunk, but we did both agree that Jack should have the bottom bunk because he can't climb the ladders.
2: It was awful. I mean, they just said, right, this is Amal again, Amal, Raj and Alex Jones. Uh, big issues in today's show. They started off, that was first thing, love, parenthood, and death, and Louis Theroux. But first, here's a film about triple bunk beds. <laughs> Fuck me. And it was, they it, they got into it with the, the whole budget, housing. Have know. they
3: put a, a massive increase on tax on triple bunk beds?
2: <laughs> they, well, because people can't afford to move, and they've got too many children, right? So they've got to put them all in one room. What are they going to do? The rise in the sales of triple bunk beds. But they got a woman with a triple bunk bed, a family with one, and then they got a woman who wanted one to FaceTime her for the one show to ask her about triple bunk beds. So she could show her the bunk bed and ask how much it was.
5: Hi, nice to meet you. We're looking at um, triple bunk bed solutions potentially. Yeah. Do so you guys have already got a triple bunk bed? I understand. Yeah, we have. Oh, hey up there. <laughs> Tom. That looks cosy. What do the boys think of it? Gives us a lot of space. How do you find that works with the, with the youngest? It's
7: quite good for Jack because he's only um two and so we don't really need to have a bed guard on because if he did happen to come out of bed he's literally on the floor. Yeah,
5: so how much did, um, did the triple bunk bed cost?
7: Around £430, something like that. Mm -hmm. That was just for the frame. And um, my partner
5: Jamie put it together for us. Okay, so you put it together yourself?
7: Yeah, it was quite easy
5: to put together. Well, thank you so much for the information. It's really well appreciated. That's okay. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.
2: Bye. The internet is for that. Yeah. What are you doing? And that that was it. What was confusing about it is those two
4: women looked identical. Yeah. So when they... It looked like she was just someone was just looking
2: at a phone mirror sort of thing. <laughs> like, it really confused me. But, I mean, it was, it was uh, pointless. How long was it? Oh, it was two, uh, three, four minutes, I yeah.
4: suppose. Yeah. I mean, the Boom. real story there was unplanned children. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there was a very, very long piece that I'd noticed, which was one of the people who was doing Matt's rickshaw challenge. And I noticed because I scrolled through it on iPlayer that it was over five minutes long. Yeah.
2: We we ask every week about turn-off sequences, what really made you zone out? And again, it was... was, was
3: It's been the same answer for the last five weeks.
2: Um, I also zoned out about the film, uh, about Rock Pools in Plymouth. That was one for me. Oh, that was not for me. But my handbrake turn into it Uh, Which I really liked because it came out of the failed escape vehicle van, Yeah, escape room. Um, Yeah, it's worth
3: saying as well, we didn't mention, they failed, they couldn't get out. So having not set it up, they then at the end just went, oh yeah, no, we couldn't get out.
7: (laughs) Well, 45 minutes ago, we bundled five prisoners, well I say prisoners, they're actually all fans of escape rooms, into this police van with one mission to free themselves (laughs) before the end of the show. Carrie... Now then, what happened? We didn't make it. Well, no, we didn't make I'm it. I'm so annoyed. I'm like properly irritated. <laughs> I want to get back in there and have another go. But but <laughs> did you enjoy your first experience of an escape room? Um, I did, but it's really. I, d- I don't know how you guys do it.
3: Don't you think it's totally irritating? Just say you fucking got out. Yeah, You're, it's not like we're following it.
4: Yeah,
2: that would be BBC fakery. You wouldn't be allowed to do that. That's true. So they so they didn't get out. They they. So the, the
4: Damn you, Liz Kershaw. <laughs> I I love the end of that, where, because throughout this sequence, they had a guy dressed sort of uh, in the same thing as the contestants in one of the cages of the escape room who was clearly playing a mental patient. (laughs) And one of the most offensive performances I've seen on BBC in the last twenty years. (laughs) And he was just going, (laughs) (laughs) just every now and then, I'd just go, "Gotta ever get out? What about me?" And I was just like, afterwards, no, it got even better afterwards because they were all lined up, the contestants, and then clearly the escape room had two actors, and he was one of the actors, and he didn't know whether to still be in character (laughs) or not. So just would flip from going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I like copper soup. Uh, sort of. Thanks
7: for coming in, and thanks to the prisoner and to the guard. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hello, I'm John Rain. Why not listen to the new series of Pod coming this Friday? SmashPod. Roland Riveron on The Swarm. That's Pod.
8: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
6: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. It's so I
2: awkward. can't believe you didn't watch.
3: The thing about the rock pools.
2: Well, I, well, it was the the introduction to it made. I mean, that got my attention. Yeah. So it was my handbrake turn, I think. So it went failed escape room, and then they just turned to camera, and they were on the forecourt at this point outside, and they went fresh from singing at the closing ceremony of the Invictus Games. The king, the Kingdom Choir, will be performing for us shortly. But first, here's Miranda with a warrior of the rock pool. <laughs> <I No. laughs> Did anyone else think it'd be actual Miranda from
4: Miranda? Yeah, From Miranda the sitcom. When they say it's Miranda, yeah, you yeah. don't
3: go, you I wonder if that's Miranda Kresnikov Miranda. or yeah. Miranda <laughs> off the telly, <laughs> yeah. whose name I can't think of. Hart. Miranda Hart. Yeah. They, they set it up, I think it was that Halloween thing of going, Warrior of the Sea is a bit halloween because it's sort of like a little monster, I don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah, no. Well, they, all, they do like a seaside film, as we
3: know. They do, and this was their only one that I saw this week yeah. about the sea. Yeah. They... We're doing a, a a big thing. This warrior of the sea sounds exciting. Reality, no. It turns out to be a beaded sea anemone. But if you'd have watched the piece, it was absolutely fucking unacceptable. So
5: they started it
3: where the scientists that they met, they said, you know, they can sting. They've got these stingers and they can sting plankton. I mean, you know, that's not boast. I mean, actually, even small fish. So... I was a bit like, well, this is going badly. They went to meet a scientist who specialises in beaded sea anemones. And she explained, she said, but what happens is when they fight uh, another sea anemone, because they're very territorial, they actually release these blue stinging harpoons that are full of toxins. And she went, look, I'll show you. And she got a sea anemone and put it on another one, right? <laughs> and then they went, oh yeah, they'll be fighting now for a couple of hours. And they had slowed down footage that yeah. showed the sea enemy attacking the other one.
6: So here we go. This is the moment.
7: Scraping those steam organs down across its opponent there. It looks so violent. It's really vicious. It's not what you'd think of an anemones at all if you just no. saw them in a rock.
3: And they were going, oh, so what's that? And she was going, oh, well, those little blue things you can see on the, the other one, He scraped down its skin and those are now releasing all the toxins. So that's going to be very painful. It's like, it's like a fucking cockfight <laughs> on TV. There was no, nothing where we went, and what do we learn from this? <laughs> well, we learned from this that no, nothing...
7: So, the bits that are left here, that's full of stinging cells, is it? Yeah, exactly. So, these are pieces of the stinging organs of the attacker that are ripped off and stuck onto the recipient. So, they'll be chock full of stinging cells. Okay, that is just remarkable. Each stinging cell delivers toxins that attack the opponent's flesh.
6: So this fight could potentially go on for another few hours. Well, <laughs> Yeah, if you have time to watch something.
3: What, what, what have we learned from this? Well, we've learned that that one is harder than that one because that one had a right fucking
2: terrible yeah, two hours.
4: Because it doesn't end in death. They just go, oh, you know, eventually they'll both get tired and move on.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was like a bare-knuckle fighting, like out of the film Snatch. But with seeing enemies.
3: that's what it was like. They were commenting over the top of it and going, oh, no, it's really vicious. And the other thing she said, she went, oh that one's going to be chock full of stinging cells. What What are we doing? <laughs> oh, next week, here's the head of the gorillas at London Zoo. So we're going to put them in a cage and then we're going to stick a rocket up their bums and they will tear each other apart.
0: <laughs> You're going to love this film.
4: Well, the technique they use is that they did film them on that slow camera because they went, oh, it, nothing really happens over a long period of time, so we'll speed it up and just get through it. I was like, that's pretty fucking rich coming from the one show. <laughs>
3: This is also the the Halloween episode, so they have done that big thing about Doctor Frankenstein, and then they're sort of like, oh, Doctor Frankenstein, all spooky, and then they go basically to an evil scientist, and no one comments on it.
2: So the, the episode, uh, Tuesday's episode, let's let's we haven't sort of gone into that yet. I mean, mm-hmm. we really, I mean we've been going for a long time because the magic trick took up a lot of this. Oh,
3: but, Wednesday was an hour; it was a Halloween special, and the magic trick won't run. Uh, I mean, enough. if that's all we talk about, hey, no one's going to be upset.
2: I want to very quickly touch on Tuesday's introduction though because it was one of the most painful things, because Amal Rajan was required to try acting. Mm. Um, uh, did, did you see it? Did you see this? So, no, no. But so it's Susie it Dent. Uh, I love Susie Dent. Love Susie Dent. the Corner. Yeah, Dixie Corner. And on Brian the couch Cox as Brian well. Cox. Good, good couch. Good, good couch. couch. Good couch action. Um, and they got into it, um, where Alex was back, obviously from the Invictus Games, and then they sort of said, well, well, uh, let's hear it.
7: Hello, and welcome to The One Show with Amal Rajan.
5: And Alex
2: Jones. Al, oh, you've been back for a few days. Yes. Are you missing Sydney?
7: Well, I do miss appricating in the sunshine.
5: Sorry, you what? <laughs>
7: it's a word from the 1600s. It means to revel in the warmth of the sun. Mind you, it was a struggle to get up, but I noggled it. <laughs> Sorry, what, you what, Al? To do something with difficulty.
5: Oh, my goodness. Do you
7: ever think that we are merely atoms, contemplating atoms?
5: (laughs) Oh, you've completely lost me again.
7: You are going to have to keep up, because we've got two of the brainiest people in Britain on the show.
2: We certainly have. So what you got there was Alex clearly using long words in a sequence that had been written like they like to do at the top, you know, because Susie's dense there, so let's use some some long words. And, and then they mentioned atoms because Brian Cox was there. But if you heard that, the Amol's acting skills, where he had to pretend not to know what she was about to say or what the words meant, mm-hmm. and all that It was just awful. And you go, the... They must have rehearsed it. It wouldn't have worked then either. So
3: don't do it. It no, doesn't work. Play to your, play to your presenter's strength. Yeah. There was another thing they did, which we mentioned last week, where they had Marty McCutcheon on, and they were obsessed with doing her down. And they did the same to Samantha Womack. They, they had a thing going, well, she did a Eurovision song, but at least her daughter likes it. And then they had another thing where they were a bit snippy.
2: Take this out. Very nice line after that, though. It wasn't a handbrake turn, but it was just a beautiful, a beautiful into a film that we've touched on before, where they said... Well, if you've looked out of the window and seen a strange light in the woods, it's not Halloween, that's tomorrow. It's Andy Kershaw (laughs) standing by to reveal the UK tree of the year. Oh, good, good. Now, these were already out. In the press like days ago, so it wasn't like they got the exclusive on this because no. I'd, already, I'd already read this. <laughs> you read it well because, because <laughs> it wasn't on Reddit uh, because, because I was aware of the setup to the tree of the year because they did it on the Warner Show. So, uh, you were pleased to know because we talked about it that Nelly's tree, do you remember oh, the, one in that the shape gr- of the end? Yeah, that yeah. one. So, Andy Kershel standing in the wood in the dark with the grandson of the man who planted it with some people who were clearly being forced to try and have some fun yeah. around the fact that they made you know they had to cheer about the tree. And well, worth saying, I think that
3: was of the four. I think that was the shittest tree.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's worth saying that I absolutely have no idea why two people I'm in the... why I'm in the minority in a room where... I don't know about this tree competition, which you guys seem so up to date with. (laughs) I love the fact fact
3: that you didn't even listen to last week's show before you came on. (laughs) Proper good.
2: (laughs) Basically, uh, there's a, a, a tree of the year. And the good news is that Nelly's tree, which is three saplings that were grown together in the letter N years ago and are now a tree. Uh, it's now gone through to the European Tree of the Year competition. Well, Andy, I, I, I'd you're...
4: rather Nelly's tree than R. Kelly's tree, which is, <laughs> just <laughs> surrounded by saplings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs>
2: and then they came back to Brian Cox with a very, very simple handbrake turn of you must look at a leaf and see the origins of life. Oh, my God. And then we were into the space stuff.
3: They do. Uh, worth, worth saying a little bit of space stuff. The thing I learnt this week was from uh, Thursday show where Freddie Flintoff's got a new book out and it's called... Ghostwritten. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Do You Know What? One of the things he mentioned is that he... Doesn't believe in the moon landings. Freddie Flintoff is a moon landing denier. There's some pretty wild
5: ideas in there, some conspiracy theories, and your kind of your mind is one that sometimes just questions things that many of us take for granted. Well, the, th- the thing is, I find if, if I don't see it myself or have it in front of me, you can't tell me it's happened. <laughs>
0: right?
5: So, so the, the moon landings, for instance, I didn't go. I don't know, do I? Why, why have we
3: never been We're back since? <laughs>
5: i'll go if you want me
3: i'll go <laughs> freddy flintoff does not believe that we went to the moon
2: wow good fact that's a great thing to learn from yeah
3: his book show. do you know what has got all his thoughts on aliens conspiracy theories and more and i know there'll be people out there listening going I, i'd like to do a podcast like you about nothing well do a podcast about something do it about freddy flintoff's book because <laughs> it sounds fucking insane <laughs>
2: I mean, Freddie Flintoff famously, you know, just went adventuring on a pedalo, didn't he? he so did. maybe that's, you know. It- he,
3: did, he did an advert for something a bit low rent, like The Star, where he was in space. Do you remember this? No. 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 Well, I mean, uh, maybe you're Freddie Flintoff Moon Deniers then.
4: <laughs>
3: a, there's, they, they did a whole a section about rubbish in space which is their new, how do we sex up? We've got plastics around. How yeah. can we do make a plastics thing? And they did a big thing where they basically told us off because space is full of rubbish. And they were like, it's all bits of dead satellites. And yeah. there's bit- this is nothing to do with me, mate. Yeah. This is absolutely well, nothing to do with Well, as soon as the me.
2: high street shops bring in that satellite tax for us all, the consumers, they-
3: the better it will be. <laughs> <laughs> they also did a floating hologram on the table of the earth with plastics around it. And whenever they cut back to the sort of main rostrum shot, they had a hologram like the Emperor has in Star Wars that floats in the middle. And again, I thought, have we got sort of weird budgets that we've got to get rid of, where they've got a floating 3D <laughs> Earth in the centre, like in a sci-fi film. Wow. Absol- Freddy, funny thing is, of course, is Freddie couldn't see that either. Yeah. So he probably <laughs> doesn't believe in that.
2: The night before, it was just some pumpkin stew that the hairy bikers oh, have made. Oh, God, the oh, hairy bikers. The hairy bikers. I love that. Great guess.
4: I'll tell you what was weird, and just complete coincidence. So I watched this at work, uh, episode of the one show on iPlayer, uh, down in our basement, uh, where it's a bit quiet. So I watched this. Walked upstairs, there
2: they were, Man. on Halloween. The Hairy Bikers. Yeah. And Cy and Dave. Yeah. I love oh, Cy and I,
4: Dave. I, I never knew their name. I, ju- I just love them
3: so the much. The presenters didn't know their names, they didn't know what they did, so one of them said, now, um, one of you had a dad in the Navy, <laughs> and they had to go, yeah, that's Cy. <laughs> <laughs> one of you, it doesn't really matter. Um, they're selling out, they're doing a live tour, they're, they're doing the Palladium. Yeah. And, oh, they're huge. Yeah. Oh, absolutely amazing and they went we're doing something quite quite unusual which is a QA. and a and I thought ah oh, <laughs> someone is not working hard on this show
4: <laughs> and then they described how every Q&A goes they're like oh no every show is different we have and roving it, mics yeah, that go around yeah roving mics so the audience can get
3: involved <laughs> we've heard of a QA and a because we've been hi um, not actually a question uh, it's more of a uh, observation I think you're both shit <laughs> 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 I don't they seem Really nice. I went for a cheap laugh.
2: I want to um, mention very quickly the film about sewage because we're getting towards the end now. So, kind of any other business, there was a film about sewage in in Wales, right? Where two childhood friends were now working together as uh, sewage operatives for mm. Welsh Water. Um, again, this is about- a depressing children's story. <laughs> film about sewage, metaphor, uh, (laughs) etc. But what they had to do, they had to sit on a couch. In fact, I I watched it twice. One reason was because I didn't understand a word they were saying. It was inaudible. I mean, they were so Welsh, it was... You sort of go, I I know the Welsh actor. I can't... I don't know what you're saying. Mm. And I was thinking, well, is the sound crap? But I watched it again, and I sat nearer to the telly. No, still didn't get it. I remember our first job. They give us a van, and then I had to... Don't clean the man all out. Yeah, clean the man all out. Yeah, yeah. And we come back within half a day, yeah. and he said, you're supposed to take a whole day doing that, and we'd, we'd finished it. We'd done said,
1: that. Oh, I think you two was the and he yeah. said, I mean. we're still
2: there. Yeah. Still, we we're still there, still together. Like a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but they were sitting there, holding up round sort of table tennis about scoring things, with, and the questions came up on the screen about which one of you was the cutest baby. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Oh, he was. He was a
6: pretty boy.
2: Close
4: right. all our lives. I've yeah. never been very far from no. yeah no. Yeah. Always been close.
2: I could throw a stone from here now to his house. Whether he did, it, I don't know, mate. Oh, I would.
4: Whether he did, did,
1: I, top don't window
2: pen. I don't know. Top window did. I <laughs> What is this? And then, and then they'd have to hold up which one of them they thought was the cutest baby. Mike or whatever the other one's name was. And this went on for ages. Some it's some the C- like was serious Tinder for sewage workers. <laughs> it was a...
3: Oh, really? i mean yeah, I mean tinder for sewage workers that is just tinder isn't it <laughs> i mean that is it's just all online dating is sewage <laughs> but
2: it was i don't again one of those i don't know what it was for uh right any other business cornelius anything we've missed um, very
4: quickly uh I, well back to the hairy bikers yeah. i just loved it was right early on in the episode where um they were talking about how si or dave a makeup artist yes and they went and Alice was like oh you must have uh, got some stories from back then with all the celebrities and he went oh yes I, I once uh, shaved Dennis Hoffer's head <laughs> and she went but what was the most surreal moment <laughs> and she went and he just went shaving Dennis Hoffer's head <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow, mate! Can you do an after dinner with us?" Like, honestly, I book that. You can go I'll, and I'll see get him tickets to your tour, mate. At the Palladium Q and A. Can you tell me
3: the Dennis Hopper story? Then get one of your friends to say what's the most surreal story you have about Dennis Hopper.
2: Any other business, Mark?
3: Well, I've got a little bit of business, but it's actually about this podcast. Oh, So important thing that happened this week is that Alex Jones accidentally included us in a tweet that she got (laughs) where someone had written to her to say, where did you get your dress? It was absolutely lovely. But she CC'd us in, we are at the one show show. The official one is at BBC, the one show. Alex replied and said, it was from Topshop Lovey. And the lady then responded and said, thanks very much. Now I see this as both Alex pretty much saying that this podcast is our favorite podcast. Yes. I also see it as being a probable sacking offense.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I noticed this week as well we've changed I don't know, I don't know
4: it's quite a high bar on the one show. <laughs> There's a a funny thing
3: I've noticed on iTunes, which is this week we changed our category. So previously we've been in podcast, TV, and film. Right. And we're now in podcast the arts. What? Because we are making
4: art, John. We are making art with this podcast. I say there's been one difference since this week and last week, and that is me. But I noticed we're not in the charts at the
3: minute, and our figures have just been going up and up and up. Well, now I'm not going to criticise, this possible, then? and I'm not going to criticise the nebulous way that iTunes don't say it's the most downloaded chart, uh, but they call it the like top chart, so they can really do what they like. But I noticed above us in the arts chart is Get It On with Dorno Porter, whose last episode was in March 2017, <laughs> and we are also beneath the Freeverse a podcast and soundstage for poetry, expression, and vulnerability with robust and lush jazz soundtrack. Right. That has only had a trailer, and there's no bars on the popularity meter. So I don't know what's going on, but all I'm going to say is I believe Matt Baker is behind this. (laughs) And Matt, okay, we've got the message. We aren't going to stop. There's no way to stop us. Call off your dogs.
4: Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad because I skipped last week, but those were the two podcasts I listened to this week. So, <laughs> sorry about Rate
2: that. and review if you can find the fucking thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what yeah, I say. As
3: we always say, five stars. Anything else, we're just not, we're interested, not interested in. in
2: the uh, right. Okay. Well, um, we very quickly mentioned the Louis Through Shrine. So I just want to. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So, so Louis Through w- at the end of the it was so awkward at the end of the episode with Louis Through on, on Monday, um, they walked him over to the other side of the studio to close the show, where a Louis Through Appreciation Society were waiting for him, having um, had Louis Through masks, mm-hmm. baked Louis Through cakes. Mm. He looked. Uncomfortable with the I'm whole sure. thing, and he's met a lot of weirdos, does not he?
5: <laughs> <laughs> now, talking about quirky parties, Louis. Do you um, have you heard of something called the Louis Theroux Appreciation Society?
1: I don't know that I have. Don't pretend you haven't. <laughs> I've heard. Don't that pretend they... you. this is an, your sort is of that humble It's an thing. actual real thing. It's an yeah. actual real thing. They have
7: these parties. I mean, what do you envisage they might be like?
1: Uh, I really—they watch my programmes.
7: Do well, shall we find out? Because yeah, Jamie's on. over there and he <laughs> organises oh Come on.
1: Are you serious?
7: Right, let's go. Jamie, where are you? Jamie. Oh. Here you are. Hi. <laughs>
6: wow, thank
1: you.
7: Lovely.
1: Wow. See, that is good sincere, right? Goodness. Please. <laughs> How it's do you a do? Pleasure. you hey, sir? This, this is a big moment user, for the seat. guys. Who's the organiser? Uh, so that would be myself and Zach. Yeah. Wow. You come, Louis, you about come about over either. here. How are you feeling, Louie? Are you all right about this? The, yeah, this is all right. Yeah, good, nice one. Yeah, yeah
6: thank,
1: thank you. What happens then? So what happens, yeah, there's around 500 people. We've got our Louis Fru buntings. We occasionally get behind the cardboard cutout. Oh, sorry, yep, sorry. Okay. Louis Fru's inside, inside, that kind of stuff.
7: What sort of music would you play?
1: It's all sorts, really, isn't it?
7: Well, um, yeah, here
1: Got to yeah, get this, through, this, this, kind of
5: through on this, On their knees to this. Yeah, wow. Tops are getting thrown
1: off onto the stage. It's ridiculous. It's Lots you've, of you've masks. Come time. Is, this, is this actually happening in, the, in reality, it in is. the <laughs> real world? <laughs> on planet Earth? We have gone all over the country. Oh, my thing. goodness.
2: <laughs> and it was it was very much the Partridge Shrine episode, writ large, Great. on television, but for real. Um, and, and there was a couple who had met through... Uh, a, tinder. A, a tinder a love Who's of tinder? louis Theroux on tinder
4: yeah so one of them uh the the girl said on tinder saying i'm just looking for someone as close to louis Theroux as possible and was that what the bloke was Well, you don't want to get too well. close to louis because yeah. <laughs> the last person who was close to him was jimmy savile so.
2: <laughs> and the guy looked nothing like louis Theroux that you'd met anyway but there was clearly a bit of a chat there but they then ran out of time and if you listen to it alex had to close it down and cut it dead Do you want to sort of say something to him? I mean,
1: thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Lee. you're very
4: welcome. There we are. How
1: about that? Are you really? It's finally
2: blowing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry.
7: Well, that is it for tonight. Thank you, Lee. You see the (inaudible) documentary on Sunday, 9 o'clock on BBC Two.
2: And thus we'll end as well. Uh, Thank you, Mark Haynes. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Cornelius Mendez. Lovely stuff. And remember this, apart from rate and review, in the arts chart. Uh, remember yeah, this. sure it's not the arse chart? <laughs> <laughs> if you've a moment to... Re- why do not we... Com- never mind. If you've a moment to review and comment, please do. But whatever you do, remember this. When you look at the television to look at The One Show, The One Show also looks back into you. Goodbye.
6: I wish I could fly
5: way up to the sky, but I can't. You can? I can't. I wish I could see what folks see in me, but I can't. You can? I can't. Look, Orville. Yes? Nothing that you can say will change how I feel today. I know that we're never apart. Now hear what I'm saying, Orville. Yes? Who is your very best friend? You are. I'm going to help you mend your broken heart. Thank you.
3: GreatBigOwl.com
8: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all.